Hello, it's AJ, and welcome to Star Wars Week on the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumors in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. Usually, we have a weekly movie club, but as it's Star Wars Week to celebrate Star Wars Day, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Star Wars and my experience with Star Wars over the years and things like that. So yeah, we're not going to be covering a specific movie this week, but we did cover the Mighty Ducks in the last episode. So if you want to check that episode out, it is available now on all major podcasting platforms. I did ask some Star Wars related questions earlier this week in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group, the Discord, and also over on my social media. So I'll actually cover those a little bit later in the show and cover what people answered in those as well. But uh, how's everyone's week been doing anyway? I've just had a busy week of work, really. I don't think I've really been doing too much extra, I don't think, at the moment. I've just been scheduling a lot of things i've put up some job postings because we're recruiting for someone to like a junior marketing executive to kind of work alongside me to free up some of my time and we've also got some other job postings that have gone up i've been working on some web pages emails social media lots of different things like that just making sure that I get as much scheduled. My aim at the moment is within the next week or two to have enough things scheduled past when I'm going to be going to Florida on holiday, which is, oh, I forget how many days it is now. I'm going to have a look at my phone, actually, whilst I'm talking just to see how many days. 84 days today, so yes, not long now before we're going to Florida. In fact, I've even started booking things like uh, some of the meals that we're going to be going on. I emailed Uh, the general manager of Raglan Road actually earlier this week because the general previous general manager should I say had promised us a meal when we next go and we'd get a free round of drinks they'd just book us in regardless of when we emailed them they would just get us booked in so I emailed the current general manager this last week and he's honoured the previous general manager's promise and uh, yeah that's a little bit of a long story actually we had a really nice meal when we last went went to like Raglan Road but due to a series of unfortunate events let's just call it we had a very bad experience and I don't think it was any one person in particular's fault I think it was just one person had a really bad attitude and then other things happened, like there was bad weather, everyone got piled into the bar, like right next to our table was, and we couldn't get service most of the night because it was so busy and like really crowded. Multiple members of our party were like knocked around and things like that. But yeah, anyway, regardless, they were they promised us a, a, like a, a table next time we go. I just emailed them whenever, and also a free round of drinks just as a, a as an apology, let's say. But uh, yeah, I emailed them and got that booked in this past week or at least i emailed them actually earlier today with the time and date and they said they'll just get the rest sorted they'll send us the confirmations through in the next few days but uh, yeah apart from that that's been about it i don't think i've really been doing much else i cut the grass yesterday we had a little bit of a day out although it started to get really cloudy and windy but uh, yeah i got the gardening done that i wanted to get done or as much done as i wanted to get done anyway and uh, yeah just been relaxing today pj day been playing on nintendo switch sports again been bowling and badminton and tennis and things like that trying to get some of the achievements done for the week and that's kind of about it i think really the only thing that i did want to touch on is that i'm not going to be recording a podcast next weekend it is actually going to be my daughter's birthday on the sunday when i usually record however because it's going to be a nice day on that sunday we're going to plan to 
visit some family and things like that but we are going to be doing lots of like birthday related things over the entire weekend so i've just said to my wife what i'll do is i'll run the next movie club actually for two weeks and that way we can just have a weekend to relax and celebrate my daughter's birthday and go to places that we need to go and i don't have to worry about making sure I get back in plenty of time to record a podcast or staying up really late into the night as I as I used to do at one point I used to record and edit these up until like half 11 in the evening but now I've started recording in the afternoon I usually get them finished before the kids go to bed so uh, yeah I much prefer doing it this way just because it gives more family time together like at the moment they're up in the bath and things like that so I should be able to get most of this recorded before they come back down again but uh, yeah that's about it Hopefully everyone else has had a great week. Drop me a message, of course, over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club just to let me know how you've been doing. Now, though, it's time for the news. And, of course, with it being Star Wars week, one thing that I did want to touch on, we did get on May the 4th, a new trailer for the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And I'm so excited for this. We got more glimpses of the different planets that we'll be seeing, more glimpses of the Inquisitors and of Obi-Wan. And also of Owen Lars, and we got a glimpse of Vader being assembled in his suit. And I don't know whether this is going to be kind of like a flashback to him like getting his suit for the first time, or whether this is going to be maybe a scene in the series where we see him get put into his suit, maybe after he's had a back-to-bath or something like that. I have no idea, but uh, yeah, I did find it interesting that they were including that. And I'll say we just got more of glimpses of this series, which is due very soon actually it's due to be released on may 27th with the first two episodes airing then and then all of the later episodes will actually stream on wednesdays until the finale on june 22nd but yeah i'm just really really looking forward to the obi-wan kenobi series moving away from star wars now this past week we got the release of doctor strange in the multiverse of madness it was released in theaters of course and it's actually had a lot of positive reviews on social media I had a quick look earlier today and it's actually sitting at 75% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment with a 88% audience rating as well. So it's got really, really good reviews both on social media and also on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes review site as well. Personally, I've not been able to see it myself and I actually don't expect that I'll be able to see it whilst it's in theatres either, just with how awkward it is for me to be able to get to the cinema like we usually have to arrange for someone to be able to look after the kids and make sure it's arranged in advance this that and the other i just don't think i'll be able to see it in theaters however just with me recording the podcast and doing a lot of research through the week and different things like that i've seen plenty of spoilers and i've probably read enough spoilers to completely spoil the major plot points and all of the cameos and different things so if you've seen it I don't mind if you message me and tell me things about it and what you like and what you didn't like because don't worry, I've probably seen it all by now. But yeah, I don't really want to go into any of the spoilers. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't yet seen it and want to go and see it in cinemas. And uh, yeah, I just I, I want to stay away from spoilers completely, but I have seen the majority of them already if you do want to send me any messages about them. Um, supposedly, though, the movie has a potential setup for the, the start of the next major, let's call it like a end game size crossover event now i'm not saying that that's going to be like i don't know two or three years time like to get to end game we had like a decade worth of, of marvel movies but i think that the way people are talking about it and it's not spoilery to be able to talk about it in this way i don't think but the way people are talking about it it could be setting up quite a 
a potentially major crossover event many years down the line from now. And yeah, I think that's really interesting to be able to approach, especially with us being introduced to other characters such as Kang the Conqueror, which I think will also lead into this as well. So we'll see on that one. I know that uh, I read an article, I think it was last week, that Marvel executives had been on a retreat to plan like the next decade worth of Marvel content or MCU-based content. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the development plans are for that and the movies that we've got coming up and even down to the TV series because it... Again, again, I'm trying not to touch on spoilers, but I think the trailers have covered this enough. There are enough link backs to the WandaVision TV series in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for the the crossover potential between the TV series and the movies to, to just to grow, let's say, over the next 10 years, especially if they start releasing more Marvel content on Disney Plus as well. But uh, yeah, that's kind of all I really want to say on that. It's not yet known if Doctor Strange will still be on the Disney uh, previous shorter release cycle, which would actually make it hit Disney Plus sometime next month, because I think it was like 45 days, was it? Or 30 days? I actually can't remember. <laughs> it's that many weeks since I've talked about it. I think the last time I talked about the release cycle was before Christmas, actually. But anyway, it would probably be sometime next month or early the month after. But as soon as I see it go up for pre-order on iTunes, I will pre- be pre-ordering it, regardless of whether that's the same date it's going to be hitting Disney Plus or not. I do like to keep all of those Marvel films actually on order on my iTunes, and I do have them all. In fact, I say I have them all. I don't think I've got Black, Black Widow. That might be one that I need to be able to do. But anyway, regardless, I will be pre-ordering it as soon as it becomes available. Staying with Marvel news, it's been announced that all of the episodes of Miss Marvel will actually be getting a theatrical release in Pakistan to celebrate the MCU's first Pakistani superhero, Disney Plus has yet to release over in Pakistan, so the episodes will actually release two episodes at a time in doses in theatres on June 16th, 30th, and July 14th. I just thought that was really interesting that they're wanting to be able to get this character to audiences in this region to represent their culture, let's say. And regardless that Disney Plus isn't available there, they're finding a release strategy so that people can can go and see it. So yeah, really interested to find that out. Last week, we also got some news for the upcoming spin-off of the live-action Aladdin movie, which would actually be based on the character of Prince Anders. We haven't really had much information about this since it was announced, but Billy Magunson, I think that's how you say that, who played Prince Anders, actually spoke with Screen Rant earlier this week, where he said, It's in development, we're in the stages of rewrites right now, and it's still moving forward. Yeah, it's really exciting. I loved making that character up and to have the opportunity to create a world and a story with him in it has been a real treat. I love that. That's what I really love about this industry. To play in such a way that, like, not to be the not Prince Charming Prince, you know, we always see the Prince Charming, so I was like, yeah, let's mix it up. It actually sounds like a really interesting project, this, and I'm looking forward to finding out a little bit more about it as it nears closer to the filming starting, and hopefully we get some story points about that. So, yeah, really looking forward to finding out more about this. Another new project we found about this last week is a new docuseries, actually, called Light and Magic, where Lawrence Castan, I think that's how you say that, takes viewers on an adventure behind the curtains of industrial light and magic. It covers the special visual effects, the animation 
virtual production division of Lucasfilm, and we learn what's inspired some of the most legendary filmmakers in Hollywood history, and follow their stories from their earliest personal films to bringing George Lucas's vision to life. The series will actually debut on July 27th, and it will actually be produced by the legendary director Ron Howard and also Brian Grazer. So, looking forward to that one. I've really followed Industrial Light and Magic and a lot of the films that they've done over the years, so looking forward to finding out a little bit more about this and hopefully there'll be some form of book like they've done with some of these series to go along with it because some of those books have a lot of extra information and behind the scenes images and yeah i'd be really interested to find that out actually let's go through a few more short stories now sometimes i skip some of these as there isn't enough to be able to talk about but i'm going to try and get into the habit of knocking a few of these out is almost kind of like a little bit of a list so here we go let's just knock some of these out Last week we got a trailer for the upcoming star in Hulu film, The Valet, which I actually spoke about a few episodes back, I think, which is coming to Disney Plus actually very soon, maybe in about two weeks. I might actually be touching on that in a little bit, actually. Disney's Intertwined has also been renewed for a second season of seven episodes. The first season of that is actually available now on Disney Plus. William Fitcher has joined the cast of a new upcoming pilot for the series The Company You Keep, which is about a con man and also a CIA officer who are on a collision course both professionally and personally, which sounds like a really interesting story, actually. Lance Riddick, Taya Taylor, Tayana Taylor, let's call it. Yeah. So Lance Riddick, Tayana Taylor, Laura Harrier have joined the reboot of the classic 90s film White Men Can't Jump, which is about a pair of basketball hustlers who join forces to win money on the street courts and also compete in a tournament. It's actually been quite a few years since I saw the original. It might be one that I'll have to go back and be able to watch, but I'm looking forward to this sequel, uh, sorry, reboot, let's call it, of this film. So, yeah. Moving on, Disney announced this past week that its ABC arm has actually cancelled the series Queens, which was actually only recently airing on Disney Plus here in the UK. And it's also cancelled the series Promised Land, which actually has yet to air internationally, and we haven't actually got a release date on that yet. So, I'll actually keep an eye on whether we will be getting an international release date on that now, with it being cancelled for a second season series usually we still get them regardless but I, I will look out for that one amazon has announced this past week that amazon freebie i think that's how you say that which was actually previously branded as imdb tv has reached a short-term distribution deal with disney to air deadpool deadpool 2 logan Hidden Figures, Murder on the Orient Express, and The Post. They will all be available on the platform, which is actually going to be free, but with ads supported for a limited time. And I thought it was interesting that they were including these films, especially Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan, because they're all part of kind of the Fox X-Men universe, but of course that's not all the films from that universe. And also those are actually the, what, the, all th- the three of the 18 rated ones? So yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting to find out that specifically those three films were the ones that were going to be featured in an ad, a free-with-ad-supported platform for a limited time. And also, I really enjoyed the film Hidden Figures, so if you want to be able to check that out whilst it's on there, I highly advise checking that one out. Moving on, though, Disney have announced this past week that they are adapting the best-selling novel Out of My Mind for Disney+, Plus as they've cast... Phoebe Ray Taylor for the role of Melody. The novel actually tells the story of Melody, who has cerebral palsy and can't talk and can't walk, 
but she has a photographic memory and she can remember everything that she has ever seen. She's secretly actually the smartest kid in school, but no one knows. But she is determined not to be defined by her disability and let everyone know some way or another. It actually sounds like a really interesting project, this one. And if I wasn't so behind on the amount of book series I'm currently reading, I think at the moment I'm reading Chronicles of Narnia, the uh, Percy Jackson books. I'm also reading some Star Wars books. And my plan is to move on to all of the Harry Potter books, which I've never read. I'm sorry if, if you're a really big Harry Potter fan. Never read the books, and I only watched the films all the way through for the first time last year. So, yeah, really sorry for Harry Potter fans out there, but I am planning to read all the books. So I am getting a little bit off topic, but if I wasn't so behind on the amount of book series that I'm currently reading and planning on reading, I would be tempted to pick this up on Amazon. I think it's only like £4.99, I think, to be able to read on Kindle. So uh, I might add it to my wish list just to remind me close to the time that it's being released to try and read the book first. But uh, moving on, the former Doctor Who star Christopher Eccleston has joined the Disney Plus movie Young Woman and the Sea with Star Wars uh, actress Daisy Ridley. It's actually based on the book of the same name and it tells the story of Trudy, who was the gold-winning swimmer in the 1924 Olympics. And she was also the first woman to swim across the English Channel in 1926. So yeah, really interesting to find that one out, especially with Christopher Eccleston and Daisy Ridley because they're both actors whose careers have followed for a few years, let's say. And also Christopher Eccleston talking about Doctor Who, actually. I saw today that the next Doctor Who has now been cast. I know it's not Disney Plus related, but I saw it come up on my alerts on my phone earlier and I was like, oh, we've got a new Doctor Who incoming. I know that they were going to be casting one at some point in time, but uh, yeah, really interesting to be able to find that out. I will move on a little bit now. Sorry, I do keep going a little bit off topic. We did receive another special look at the new Lightyear movie this past week with another new trailer, which again gave us more of a glimpse of the characters and the story of the upcoming film, which is due to be released in theatres on June 17th. I've said this many, many times before. I'm really looking forward to this film. I was a little bit unsure at first when I found out that Tim Allen wouldn't be the voice of Buzz Lightyear. However, as I've said with the last few trailers, it really sounds like Chris Evans has done a brilliant job with the voice acting and his voice at times really sounds like the earlier versions of Tim Allen's Buzz voice. So yeah, really looking forward to this. I just think that it's going to be really interesting to be able to see this origin story for this character and I know I have said this plenty of times when I've been talking about the movie, I would love for this movie to have a post credit scene with Andy and his mother getting up at the cinema and walking out and him saying that he wants a Buzz Lightyear toy. That would be like the perfect ending for me, so I'm hoping that they include something like that. Sorry, I'm hearing my kids in the background there. Uh, but yeah, I just hope that they include some little link back to Toy Story as well as it being its own independent film as well. I just think that that would be just the perfect kind of way to round out this movie. And I would like for Tim Allen to do like a guest voice in it somewhere. But anyway, that's beside the point. I, I just think that there's lots of different things that they could do with this movie and it could be the start of its own movie series as well so yeah looking forward to finding out more about that speaking of tim allen though tim allen actually posted a photo this past week on his own twitter of the santa office from the upcoming santa claus legacy tv series which is due to debut sometime later this year and um, again i've said this plenty of times before big tim allen fan big the santa claus fan and i'm really looking forward to just watching this when it comes to the screens on disney plus later this year it's going to be an 
an absolutely brilliant series. Yeah, really, really looking forward to this. I feel like I say that a lot, but there are some of these projects that I do get really, really excited about, especially when it comes to Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, Tim Allen projects and things like that. So yeah, really looking forward to this one. And again, another one that I'm really, really looking forward to because I've been reading these books recently to my son. And finally in the news this week, we've got the news that Percy Jackson or the Percy Jackson series, should I say, has found its Annabeth and its Grover. So yeah, really looking forward to seeing this now. It's been announced that Orion, I think I say it's Orion Simharadi. Anyway, I'm probably butchering that name and I highly apologise to anyone who has heard it and says that's completely the wrong way to be able to say it. Anyway, Orion will be playing Grover Underwood, the half-boy, half-goat satire, and also Leah Sava Jeffries will be playing Annabeth Chase, the half-blood daughter of the Greek goddess Athena, and she is actually one of the longest-serving uh, members of Camp Half-Blood. She's actually been living and training at Camp Half-Blood at the start of this series for the past five years. I won't go too much into their characters, as I've just said. I am reading the books at the moment to my son, and I'm really enjoying them, but I also don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't yet read the books, but is really looking forward to the series, because if I go too much into the story of these characters, I've got a feeling that I might spoil it for some people, so really don't want to be able to do that because th these are really really good books to be able to read to my son and I'm enjoying them even as a as an adult I know they're kind of aimed at a more of like a teenager sort of age range but yeah really enjoying reading these to my son it's the the kind type of story that I really love to be able to get like invested in let's say but yeah really looking to see to seeing how they adapt these characters to the screen so yeah looking forward to that and that's about it for this week. What are you most excited for this la in this last week's news? Let me know over on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Now though I am going to take a brief break and then I will be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney plus this next week. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? So, of course, this last week we actually got the final episode in the first season of Moon Knight. Now, of course, we don't yet know if there is going to be a second season of Moon Knight or if there's the potential for this character to show up in another series or if they're maybe working towards a Marvel TV Universe crossover event of some kind. I don't know. I do hope that we get to see more of this character, though, because this sixth episode gave us a lot of answers to many of the questions that people have had over the first five episodes of the series. It tied up the main storyline of the series, but without spoiling it, it left us with one big cliffhanger. And it was, for someone like myself, who has been doing a lot of research into this series, both before it being on and also whilst it's being on, for me, the cliffhanger at the end wasn't a surprise. For multiple episodes, it's been teasing a, a potential third personality. Again, I'm not going to give it away who it is or what the personality type is, but they have been teasing another personality. And this really pays off in this sixth episode. They, they reveal, let's say who the sixth, per sixth personality is and what their personality is like as well. 
So really excited to find out more about that. And I'd just like to be able to find out more about how this other personality kind of fits into the Mark Spector and Stephen Grant uh, persona and also Moon Knight as well. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to be able to find out more about this character. And I'm hoping that there is going to be another series that focuses on this just a little bit more. Like I said, I don't want to spoil who this other personality is. If you look into the comics, I think you probably will find out which one it is, even if you just did a, a just a passing glance at all of the different personalities. I think there are more than three in the comics. I'd have to have a, a brief look myself. I think there's multiple, but these are kind of the primary three that are kind of rotated between. So, yeah, regardless, I don't want to spoil it too much. I've got a feeling that if I kept talking about it too much, I would spoil it for someone who hasn't seen it yet. But yeah, really looking forward to hopefully seeing this character pop up again in the not-too-distant future, crossing our fingers, and uh, yeah, just explore that character more. I will move on from that, though, because like I say, I'm going to spoil it for someone if I carry on too much. One thing that I did want to touch on, especially with it being the Star Wars Week episode for Star Wars Day, this and the other, I did want to say how disappointed I am with Disney+. Plus. I, I fully expected for some surprise, like, extra episodes or not episodes you know like behind the scenes or some maybe legacy tv series i know we've talked in the past about uh, one of the other animated series that never got released because it was when disney bought lucasfilm and they decided to not release it and this that and the other i was hoping that we would get some surprise drops of something like that on disney plus or a behind the scenes sort of sorry i'm yawning into the microphone <laughs> tiring weekend probably but yeah i thought we might get some behind the scenes or previews of some of the other tv series that are in the work or maybe some of like the concept art or anything i just would have liked something special for star wars day in the past we've had like the fly throughs and we've had the uh like the different sound effects and different things like that and i was hoping just for anything something new but we got the trailer for the Obi-Wan series, which wasn't even released on Disney+. Plus. I don't think it was released on YouTube, of all places. And then we got an Obi-Wan Kenobi collection of basically everything that's already on Disney+, Plus, but just in a collection where you can look for it in one place. And I was just really disappointed. It, uh, the only other thing that they did is they featured the trilogy movies in the banner section in Disney+. Plus. And that was about it. Yeah, really, really disappointed. I really wish they'd have done something a whole lot more for uh, Star Wars Day on Disney+. And I'm hoping that maybe next year on Disney+, especially as by then hopefully we'll have more of the Star Wars TV series out. So potentially the third season of The Mandalorian. Hopefully Ahsoka and Andor and things like that will have aired by then as well. Or at least starting to be aired. So I'm hoping that next year for Star Wars Day they can do something much better because this year was just very very disappointing but what have we got to look forward to this next week let's move on to that now well starting on wednesday now that moon knight has ended we will be getting the quest on disney plus which is described as a groundbreaking immersive hybrid competition series that drops eight real life teenagers or paladins as they're referred to in the series into the fantastic fictional world of everrealm where they must save a kingdom by fulfilling an ancient prophecy. Throughout the eight-episode series, these heroes are immersed in a fantasy world, come to life complete with a castle, 
royals, ethereal fates, all forms of magical creatures, and also sorceresses intent on destruction and power. It actually sounds really interesting. I'm looking forward to being able to check this one out when it comes out. Next week, we will also be getting Marvel's Assembled for Moon Knight as well, for those behind-the-scenes looks into the series. And also on Wednesday in the US, you'll be getting Just Like You, Seasons 1 and 2, 10 episodes from Season 2 of Mirror Royal Detective, 5 episodes of The Chicken Squad, Something Bit Me, Season 1, and The Wizard of Paws Season 2. In the UK on Wednesday, we'll actually be getting the full first season of How I Met Your Father, according to the few different websites that I've uh, been checking this out on. According to the same websites, it looks like in Ireland, it's not going to be releasing the full season on Wednesday. It'll only be the first two episodes with weekly episodes after that but apparently in the uk we're going to be getting the full first season me and my wife are still watching how i met your mother which we're really really enjoying by the way and my wife started the series thinking that she would hate the character of barney and now she loves him she is like her favorite character and it just makes me laugh every time she tells me this because she said the same thing with friends she thought she was going to hate joey after the first few episodes and joey's one of her favorite all-time characters now so I always say this to her whenever we watch a TV series, don't judge a character based on like the first few episodes that you see them in because you'll end up loving them in the end. But uh, anyway, moving on. Also on Wednesday in the UK, we'll be getting Ausline. I think that's how you say that. We'll also be getting The Resident Season 5, Episode 17, NCIS Season 19, Episode 8, The Great North Season 2, Episode 12, Bob's Burgers, Season 12, Episode 14. Family Guy, Season 20, Episode 14. PJ Masks, Season 5, Episodes 10 through 16. And we'll also be getting a few National Geographic specials in the form of the five-part series A Wilderness of Error, Wonders of the Ocean, Season 1, Kingdom of the White Wolf, Season 1, and also Primal Survivor, Season 5. In the UK on Thursday, we'll also be getting another new episode of The Kardashians, which... Again, I will say I'm not watching. It's not something that really interests me. I'm really sorry for people who love that show. Just not for me. It's just not for me. I don't know why. Also on Thursday, we will be getting season six, episode 16 of This Is Us. I can't imagine there's too many episodes left of that. Me and my wife have said that we do want to watch all of those once they are released. One to start in the probably the first season. Again, it's probably a couple of years since we've seen the first season, but we want to go through them all from the very beginning because we really enjoyed that first season when we watched it and then... I don't know, I think my daughter was born and we didn't have enough time anymore. Moving on to Friday, we'll also be seeing the global release of Sneakerella, about Elle, an aspiring sneaker designer from Queens, who works as a stock boy in a shoe store and hides his artistic talent. Sparks fly after a chance encounter with Kira King, the daughter of sneaker royalty and a Manhattan princess charming of sorts. With a nudge from his best friend and a touch of magic, Elle finds the courage to lace up and dream big. In the UK on Friday, we'll also be seeing the release of the movies Bruce Almighty, Tommy, the movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Goodbye Christopher Robin, which actually has no relation to the Christopher Robin movie that we covered in the movie club. It's actually about the father-son relationship between Alan Alexander Milne, who is the author, and also his son Christopher Robin. It's a profound story where their bond inspires Alan to write about the magical world of Winnie the Pooh. 
Also on Friday, we'll be getting Mohammed and Larry, which is about the journey to the fight between the legendary boxer Mohammed Ali and his friend and longtime sparring partner, Larry Holmes. And we'll also be getting Drain the Ocean, World War II, and Drain the Sunken Pirate City, which aims to uncover the secrets of the lost pirate city of Port Royal, which is destroyed by an earthquake and a tsunami in 1692. And actually, since I'm going to be off next weekend for my daughter's birthday, as I said earlier, I will also cover a few bits for the following week. However, as I always say when I'm going to be off for a weekend, this is all subject to change. Things can always move forwards, move back, or just move from the schedule altogether. So uh, I will cover these, but it might be slightly different by the time these are released. On Wednesday, the 18th in the US, you'll be getting five episodes of Alice's Wonderland Bakery, The Knights of Castle Corvo, Season 1, Secrets of the Zoo, Season 5, and also an episode of Broken Karaoke. Whilst in the UK, we'll be getting Life and Beth, Gronish Season 4, The Mickey Mouse Squad, Season 1, Chain of Command, Season 1, Ultimate Airport Dubai, Seasons 1 through 3, Baking with Francisco Moreira, I think that's how you say that, Seasons 1 and 2, Binny and the Ghosts, Season 1 and 2, Mayans MC, Season 3, and also all of the latest episodes of all of the other regular weekly releases that we usually get in the UK. On Thursday the 19th, we'll be getting another new episode of The Kardashians, as well as This Is Us Season 6, Episode 17. Then moving on to Friday the 20th, we'll be seeing the global release of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, where Chip and Dale are living amongst the cartoons and humans in modern-day Los Angeles. But their lives are quite different now. It has been decades since their successful television series was cancelled, and Chip has succumbed to a life of sub- suburban do- domestic domesticity is that how you say that and anyway he's an insurance salesman long story short dale meanwhile has had cgi surgery and works on the nostalgia convention circuit desperate to relive his glory days when a former castmate mysteriously disappears chip and dale must repair their broken friendship and take on their rescue rangers detective personas once again to save their friends also in the u.s on the 20th you'll be getting shook about a 15-year-old, Mia, who wants to be a professional dancer but is limited by the obligations to her sister. I've spoken about that briefly in an episode a few weeks back, I think. And in the UK, we'll also be getting the valet. Now, I did speak about the valet earlier. We got a trailer for it this past week, and I have spoken about it a few episodes back in an earlier podcast. But also on Friday, or Friday the 20th, should I say, we'll also be getting the transporter, one and two, and also some 30 for 30 specials in the form of D-Wade, Life Unexpected, and Qualified. And also the National Geographic specials Wild Botswana and Kingfisher's Battle of the Nordics. Of course, as I said earlier, this is all subject to change with it being like for next week, should I say. So things can be added and really states change, but... Anyway, that's about it for this week and also next, but what are you most looking forward to? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I am going to take another short break now though, but after that I'll be back to talk a little bit about Star Wars.
we're back with what would usually be the weekly movie club, but instead we're going to be celebrating Star Wars week. So, similar to last year, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Star Wars franchise as a whole. So, yes, there could be some spoilers for the Star Wars franchise coming up. And also, if you listened to my Star Wars podcast last year, you may be familiar with some of the things topics that I'm going to be talking about already but uh, I think many people will will agree that I've been a bit more confident with my the way I speak since then so it might sound a little bit less robotic than it probably did last year anyway that is your spoiler warning before I get into it now I won't pretend to be a Star Wars expert by any means however I am a huge huge fan of the franchise and I've I've been following the movies and the books and the games for many many years so I will try to talk about this with confidence but if you do want to be able to check out some Star Wars podcasts, there are some that I highly recommend, including Sorcerer Radio's own Wookiee Radio, which you can find on Saturdays, as well as some other Star Wars podcasts, such as Rebel Force Radio and also Star Wars stuff, just to name a few of them. Actually, Wookiee Radio, like I say, you can catch over on Sorcerer Radio every Saturday at 7pm Eastern. But in celebration of Star Wars Day, I did want to do my own little feature on the franchise. I wanted to share some of my own thoughts on my own memories from the franchise but not take too much of a deep dive into the history or the events of the film series as a whole honestly if i was to start on that it would be hard for me to stop i could go on and on and on we would be here for hours and hours and hours also this past week i actually asked a few different questions over in the sorcerer radio discord and fun zone facebook group as well so i will talk about those and give some of your answers and also my answers as well on the franchise but i do want to start with some statistics which i did cover last year so i apologize if you've already heard last year's episode actually last year's episode was really strange because it was when the itunes connection with anchor who is my distribution platform went down so my star wars episode went up like two or three weeks after star wars day so yeah really wasn't happy about that but it did get released eventually but uh, yeah i do want to be able to cover this now because it's actually going to be relevant hopefully when this goes live Anyway, covering those statistics, the first Star Wars film was released on May 25th, 1977, produced by Lucasfilm and distributed by 20th Century Fox, who is now owned by Disney. It had a budget of $11 million and quickly became a major success, bringing in more than $750 million. $775 million, sorry, at the global box office. In 1981, the first Star Wars film was actually rebranded as Episode 4, A New Hope. The sequel, Empire Strikes Back, was released on May 21st, 1980, and the final film of the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi, was released on May 25th, 1983. All of the films have actually seen numerous re-releases over the years, most notably in 1997, when all of the original trilogy films were digitally remastered and also with extra scenes added into them. Since then, there's also been a few minor adjustments that have been made to the digital releases as well. Not all of those have seen physical copy releases, apart from, I think, when the Blu-ray release was done of the complete trilogy, sorry, the complete prequel and sequel trilogy. I think all of the digital changes up until that time were made available on the Blu-ray. I I apologise if I'm wrong on that one. I do have the Blu-rays upstairs somewhere, so we'll have to have a look. In fact, I think I've got the Blu-rays, and I think I've got for all of this sequel trilogy, I've got them on Blu-ray 3D. 
Sorry, my daughter's shouting in the background there, but uh, anyway, I am getting slightly off topic. It was also during this time that George Lucas was producing the, at the time, much-anticipated prequel trilogy, which began with the release of The Phantom Menace on May 19th, 1999, and was then followed by Attack of the Clones on May 16th, 2002, and Revenge of the Sith on May 19th, 2005. Following the acquisition of Lucasfilm by Disney in 2012, Disney wasted no time with the successful franchise by planning a new sequel trilogy of films, which would actually be set sometime after the original trilogy. The Force Awakens was released on December 18th, 2015, followed by The Last Jedi on December 15th, 2017, and then The Rise of Skywalker on December 20th, 2019. During this time, there was also two standalone films. Rogue One was released on December 16th, 2016, and also Solo was released on May 25th, 2018. In 2020, it was estimated that the Star Wars franchise was somewhat worth somewhere in the region of $70 billion, which is an impressive feat considering that Mickey Mouse and Friends has an estimated value of over $80 billion. So yeah, $70 billion compared to Mickey Mouse and Friends is absolutely huge. Of course, with a franchise as successful as this, there's also been many tie-in releases and merchandise and more that have been released throughout the years. Disney's still even releasing content to this day, with, of course, multiple live-action TV series either already aired or currently in production, including, of course, The Amazing Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. We've also got Andor, Ahsoka, and also Acolyte and many others on the way as well, as well as, of course, the animated TV series, The Clone Wars, Rebels, and also The Bad Batch. But what else? Well, since the very first films were released, there's always been books and comics and other media. However, when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they retconned all of the uh, original, what was called the Expanded Universe, and renamed it the Legends series. I've actually read a few of the Legends books over the years and really enjoyed them. I think the very first one that I read was actually set not long after the Return of the Jedi. It was called The Truce at Baraka. I've still got the hardback book somewhere. It's, I think it's probably at my dad's, but yeah, really enjoyed that book, and it was a really nice follow-on book to Return of the Jedi. And I, I do wish I could pick up some of the other original Star Wars ones that were in the now-named Alleg- Legends series, but I'm trying to read a lot of the new canon books and make sure I'm involved in a lot of those. Like I say, Disney did decide to launch their own new expanded universe of books, comics, games and more under their oversight to ensure that the stories would fit within the universe that they wanted to build. And as I say, I have been reading most of these over the years since they were released, including the first Thrawn series, which I absolutely loved. I haven't read the second one yet. I think I've got all of the books, but I haven't got the audio books. So it might be one that I maybe start reading physically, but I did really enjoy the audio release. So I'm not sure when I'll have the time to be able to listen to those. I've also read or listened to the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, which I absolutely loved. And only yesterday I finished the Aftermath trilogy, which is actually set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Really, really good series of books. And actually, the Aftermath trilogy and the Alphabet Squadron trilogy tie in quite nicely together. The stories kind of run alongside each other and they cover, cover a lot of the similar sort of topics in them. So yeah, really, really enjoyed them. There are still some that I haven't read and I've just not really had time to read all of them and I've still got plenty of other books in my collection that I wanted to be able to 
to read as well. But these new Expanded Universe books are really, really good, and I really recommend them, and they link really, really well together. And even some of the comics and books link directly into other stories and other Star Wars content, such as Batu. There's a, a book based around Galaxy's Edge, which is the uh, theme park area, let's call it, at Walt Disney World and also Disneyland in California. Um, and also there's some comics and some upcoming books as well about the Halcyon, which is the Galactic Star Cruiser. Not only this, but many of the beloved characters from the original Expanded Universe have actually seen new releases in the official Star Wars canon as well. As I mentioned previously, most notably out of these is the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn. I absolutely love the character of Thrawn in the books. His character is really really fascinating really really deep and to be able to explore the mind of this imperial character basically it, it is really really good and you actually grow to really like really like this character that's the only way i can describe it because you would think that for um basically a, a villain of this series you'd you'd want to hate this character but you grow to like this character and also I forget the name of the other character in the book as well, but it's basically his assistant and, like, his protege, let's call it. And you grow to like both of them. So, yeah, um, really, really highly recommend the Throne books. And I do need to read the second series of books, which I think is a prequel series. I'm not too sure I would have to get back to on that one. But, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. And especially if you've seen this character in Star Wars Rebels, let's say, and you want to find out more about him, I highly recommend these books. And of course, was due to see him, I believe, in the upcoming Ahsoka series. It has been rumoured for a long time, and even a casting rumour has uh, been announced as well. I don't think it's an official release just yet, but yeah, I would highly recommend checking out these uh, books to get a little bit more of an understanding of his backstory. And I also want to be able to make sure I get... Uh, chance to catch up on all of the animated tv series to be able to see him in animation form and kind of pass my judgment of whether he's represented from the books well enough as well but anyway i am getting off topic again i will admit, admit that like i say for many of these books i have been reading them or reading them in air quotes on audible because i really love the audio representation of these Star Wars books, they go to a very high production effort with them, and the, the voice casting is really, really good as well. So yeah, really highly recommend checking out the audiobooks if you can. And also for me, it's easy for me to be able to check these out on my commutes to and from work. Every day I have at least an hour in the car, so like half hour plus each way to be able to get to and from work. And I can easily go through five plus hours in a week some days. So, sorry, some weeks. So, yeah, really, really enjoy checking those ones out. As I mentioned last year, the only problem that I do have is that I do prefer to read on Kindle or uh, listen on Audible over physical books. And there are a number of books that are still not available digitally in these formats in the UK. One book in particular that I really, really still want to be able to check out is called Lost Stars. It's not available on Kindle or Audible in the UK, and I really want it to be able to come to one or both platforms so I can read it. I have seen that it's either been adapted into a comic series or it's going to be adapted into a comic series. So I'm hoping that that comes to the Kindle platform as well because I'll at least try to check it out in that format. Moving on though, I've really enjoyed many of the video games over the years. Most notably, I remember many of the old Battlefront games and also, of course, some of the newer ones as well. 
I absolutely loved the Force Unleashed games. However, they're now considered Legends material, but the first Force Awakens game has recently been re-released on the Nintendo Switch. And I've never played this version of a game because it has motion controls for it. I think the original one I played was for PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, whichever one it was released on, I can't remember. But yeah, absolutely love those games. And I'm hoping that the second one also gets released as well. Because the second one actually had some form of a cliffhanger at the end of it. If you played the the hero story, I believe. And yeah, really, really enjoyed those games. And uh, But I've also really enjoyed some of the new ones as well. I, I really enjoyed the Jedi Fallen Order game that was released a couple of years ago. I actually had to buy a new PlayStation for this. I don't think I've told this story before. So I bought... Jedi Fallen Order for the PlayStation 4, put it into my PlayStation, and my PlayStation died. That that was it. And I really wanted to play this game, and I actually went out and bought a new PlayStation Pro that I found on offer, just so I could play this and also my other PlayStation games that I already had, of course, but uh, just specifically because I'd bought this game and I wanted to play it, and I think I... I think I've played through it maybe two or three times now. Really, really enjoyed this game. And I'm looking forward to the second one that's currently in production at the moment. I'm not too sure when it's due for being released. But I am hoping that we can see the character of Cal Kestis from the games in live action at some point. Maybe, possibly in the upcoming Obi-Wan series. Although I think the game is actually set after uh, the Obi-Wan series. So... It might be a background character. and But also there's the chance that the Cal Kestis character could show up in maybe The Mandalorian or a, another later TV series as well. So yeah, looking forward to finding out more about that because I think that this character would be a really good one to be able to visit in live action form, especially as the actor who plays Cal Kestis, they use his facial model. Uh, yeah, it just it'd be perfect for him to be able to play in live action form recently though they have also released the lego star wars the skywalker saga and i have mentioned about this briefly when it came out a couple of weeks back i bought it for the nintendo switch and i have been loving playing that game i know it's kind of aimed at a younger audience but i'm very much a completionist when it comes to video games and there's a lot of side quests and puzzles and different things like that I've been loving playing this game. It's got a lot of comedy in it, and it's made me laugh out loud, I would say, whilst listening to or watching the dialogue, depending on where I am and what time of day it is. Uh, I've really just enjoyed this game because it's it's just a, a fun way to experience the Star Wars universe. And like I say, for the completionists in me, there's some really nice challenges in there you could probably speed run through the main story in next to no time because the episodes let's call them the films uh, and and not too long to be able to do in fact i think i did the f- third film in maybe only an hour or so maybe two hours i'm not too sure just because i'd skipped through some of the side missions that i was going to do and i came back and I've, in fact i'm doing the um side missions for episode three at the moment and doing like the open world experience that you can go into but yeah really really enjoying that game and it's definitely one that i highly recommend to people in fact i've been playing it on my lunch breaks at work and there's a few people in the office that have like come and said oh are you really are you enjoying that because i've been thinking about it and bear in mind that i'm working with like people in like 20s and 30s and yeah everyone's really interested to be able to see what it's like and i think at least one of them's already bought it for themselves as well Anyway, I am getting a little bit off of topic, let's say. I was actually introduced to Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise, should I say, sometime in the 
early to mid 90s before the 1997 re-release i remember that my dad actually bought me the films on vhs and we actually sat in my bedroom at home and watched all of them i think he originally intended on me watching just one to be able to see if i liked it but to this day every time i talk about star wars and we talk about star wars day he reminds me that i binge watched all of them in just one weekend and i re-watched them all countless times in the weeks and months following that and actually for star wars day this year i don't know if anyone followed along in the sorcerer radio discord but i actually watched all of the original trilogy films throughout the day at work no less in fact i actually watched the original trilogy films and rogue one so I got into the office in the morning, I put on my iPad and I started watching Rogue One, very, very low volume, so you could barely hear it, but also with the captions on, and I just went through Rogue One, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, all in one day, and it lasted just over eight and a half hours, so it worked really, really well because it gave me about 20 minutes spare at the end of the day to be able to just pack everything away and things like that, but also on my lunch, I still was playing Lego Star Wars, and I think I was playing Lego Star Wars whilst The Empire Strikes Back was on or something like that, so yeah, really, really enjoyed that. That was just my kind of way to be able to celebrate Star Wars Day. I don't know how you celebrated Star Wars Day, but uh, yeah, I do re-watch this these this film franchise let's call it many many times and i'll at least watch one of the trilogies on or around star wars day i think actually through uh, the first covid lockdown when it was star wars day i think i watched the prequels on the third the originals on the fourth and then the sequels on the fifth i think it was I think something like that, or the, the originals and Solo, Rogue One and the originals and then the sequels, all are over like a three-day period, and yeah, really enjoyed doing that, but I think I was dreaming about Star Wars by the end of it. I actually remember when The Phantom Menace was initially released in 1999, I was actually in the US on a family holiday, and we, we were staying with some friends at the time, and I think it was like the second day it was released, and they actually took us to the cinema to be able to watch it, not knowing at the time I was such a Star Wars fan, but my mind was blown. I remember, I, th I think it was actually the same day we'd gone to a mall, or we were at a mall, and that was where the cinema were, I cannot remember but I actually picked up the novelization or the children's novelization of the uh, Phantom Menace whilst we were there. And I actually read it on the flight home from Florida. Absolutely loved it. It's pr Again, that's probably another book that's in my Star Wars book collection at my dad's house. And I'll have to hunt that out someday and be able to bring it back because it's probably getting to the age where my son could read that. Like he, he he reads books on an evening and on weekends sometimes and he, he actually loves to be able to read and he loves to be able to read too as well but he, he does love to be able to read and once he gets a bit more into the Star Wars films I think it'll be something that he'll be really interested in. As a child like I say I loved all things Star Wars. I had the original VHSs and also the re-release VHSs and then also the D DVDs and over time that also then became the Blu-rays and then I also then purchased them again digitally on iTunes and then, of course, they're now also available on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I've, I think I own almost every release, like I say, of the Star Wars films. I've got the original, original VHSs there somewhere at my dad's. I've got the re-release VHSs in this, like, 
silver like slip case, I think it is, and they're in a box upstairs. I walk past them almost every day. And like I say, the DVDs as they were released. I think that when I got the Phantom Menace, I think it was, I think it was originally released on VHS. I can't remember whether it was available on DVD at the time, although I did eventually pick up the DVD as well. But uh, yeah, I also had plenty of toys as well. I think at my dad's, I've still got a Millennium Falcon and a TIE Fighter and X-Wing and ATST as well. Like I say, they're all at my dad's house, which I'm saving for my son when he wants to be able to play with those we've actually started introducing him to the star wars films i know last year i did mention that i was wanting to get him introduced to them and we've started watching them only a few weeks back actually and we're wanting to watch them all before we go over to florida and we go to batu and galaxy's edge and i just want him to understand the franchise a little bit more so he can get a lot more involved in it and we've actually decided to show him the films in chronological order so that he understands the full story a little bit better and i just feel that he'll understand it better watching it in in that way but there are many different ways that you can watch these films there's the release order like i say there's the timeline order which we're showing him them in and there's also something called the machete order as well now for many fans the release order is the intended order and they'll only ever watch it in that way or it might also be the original order in which they watch them in so they always want to be able to watch them in that order but others might prefer to be able to watch them in chronological order and then others will recommend to be able to watch them in the machete order for those who want to watch the films but don't really know anything about them i've had this question a bunch of different times what is the right order to be able to watch them for a first time viewer and there's no real best way to be able to watch them honestly it's no right or wrong way it's just people's opinions in my in my mind basically i've grown up with the star wars franchise i've watched them in release order but nowadays when i watch them i usually watch them in chronological order just because uh, it's no shock to me anymore like the reveal in episode five when i introduced my wife to the films for the first time i gave her the choice which way she wanted to watch them and she chose to watch them in the chronological order. She she doesn't like films and TV shows or books with a bunch of time jumps in them. And of course, if you watch them in the release order, it would go four, five, six, one, two, three, and then seven, eight, and nine. It's just a lot of time jumps forwards and backwards. We watched them in chronological order, and she really, really enjoyed them that way. She even said after watching them all that if she'd watched them in the release order she actually would have found it much harder to be able to follow. So the question should be to someone watching these films for the first time is, do they know who Darth Vader already is in the grand scheme, grand scheme of the film's story? If they don't, ask them if they want to be surprised. If they do want to be surprised, then watch the original trilogy first. If they don't, are not bothered about being surprised, or if they know who Darth Vader is in the story then watch them in the chronological order or just whichever order that they would prefer to be able to watch them if you want to be able to understand the backstory i would recommend watching them in chronological order and like i say that's the way we're showing them to my son and the way that my wife watched them and she really enjoyed them but if they want to have the surprise but also still want all of that backstory basically they want everything all at once with as much information as possible that but they still want to be surprised i would probably recommend watching in the machete order for those who don't know the machete order is actually episode four and five then following the reveal in episode five of who darth vader really actually is then watch episodes one two and three and then watch episode six followed by seven eight and nine they're even 
multiple versions actually if you wanted to be able to watch the, them in chronological order depending on how in-depth you wanted to be able to go of course there's just the classic film release of one two three four five six seven eight and nine but then there's the way that i watched it a few years ago over a few days period where i watched one two three and solo then rogue one four five six and then seven eight and nine and then, of course, there's the really, really hardcore I Want It All version, which is the episode one, two, then the Clone Wars animated series, episode three, The Bad Batch, Solo, then, of course, the upcoming Obi-Wan series, then the Rebels animated series, then Rogue One, four, five, six, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, then seven, eight, and nine. Now, this hardcore version could easily very very easily in fact get very complicated very quickly as of course when new series are released as i've just said with the new obi-wan series but also with the upcoming ahsoka and andor and other series coming out it depends if you want to watch these in the fully hardcore chronological order because this chronological order is always expanding especially with new disney plus content being released as well not only this, but when you account for all of the books and video games, which are constantly being being released, and also the comics as well. Sorry, I almost forgot about the comics there. To keep track of all of these different stories could be very, very difficult with maybe new books coming out being set in a previous time period whilst you're watching a film. It's, yeah, it could get very, very complicated very, very quickly. Like I say, personally, I watch the extended chronicle order with one two three solo rogue one four five six seven eight and nine when i'm watching them through for me the tv series i can watch completely separate to the overall chronological order it's actually been said that the tv series don't really add too much to the skywalker saga release uh, of films should i say because the, these tv series are centered around other characters or side characters that we've met along the way so i can watch these tv series completely separately and i don't feel that it ruins or adds to the movie experience too much in any way, in any way. it's not like for example the marvel tv series which at the moment are integrating quite deeply into the overall mcu these tv series for star wars do exist separately however i might depending on how the story of obi-wan goes it might be one that i actually add into my extended watch order because obi-wan is a central character to the the star wars franchise as a whole let's say but we'll see it's not even aired yet but yeah really looking forward to that series earlier this week of course like i say i did ask some questions over in the sorcerer radio discord and also in the fun zone starting with which people's favorite trilogy was so let's have a look at some of those answers starting in the fun zone matthew said i'd have to say the original probably because as a teenager i was so impressed with the story and effects i enjoyed the others for what they added to the overall story but maybe less impressed tony said original for me it was a part of my childhood while the prequels and the sequels are good they aren't as good as what the originals are michelle said original i grew up with these movies but my husband is a huge fan these are his favorite movies and they are mostly what we watch may the fourth be with you all brent said the originals hand down that made my childhood i still have my return of the jedi trading cards and a few from the original movie crystal said the originals it's the one with all the magic the others tried to capture it but fall short 
That doesn't mean they're bad, though. Michelle said, original. I grew up the, with the original when they came out, and it was the start. It was my start with science fiction. I actually think that, and I've spoken about this a few times, between Star Wars and uh, Flight of the Navigator and also the first Stargate movie, those kind of started my love for science fiction, and they've kind of been with me ever since and some of the films i love most to this day still and finally on facebook eric said the original as i remember my middle sister taking me to see a new hope and remember being blown away by seeing a tie fighter on screen in the discord scott said original simple reason all three movies were my childhood without a successful original trilogy would get nothing else afterwards Landry said, it's the original trilogy. The only other movie that comes close to the, those is Rogue One. Revenge of the Sith and possibly The Force Awakens. It also doesn't hurt that I was born two years before Return of the Jedi. Kenzie said, original, because of how well Rogue One and A New Hope line up. But Rogue One is my favourite overall, which I know is its own thing. Jones said, the original. That is Star Wars. And Possum said, original, I still remember watching it on telly with my father when I was like three. My favourite was always Darth Vader. Sure, in the prequels you have Anakin Skywalker, but he's not Darth Vader yet. And then in the sequels, Kylo Ren comes nowhere close to even touching Darth Vader's awesomeness. Clan said, I like the prequels and the originals, because it tells the story of Darth Vader. And then Sorcerer Radio's own Eric Allen said, The original, hands down. Without it, there are no prequels, no sequels, no spin-offs, where people go around quoting, This is the way. Of course, I know some people who would just be fine with no prequels and no sequels, and also no spin-offs, where they then don't go around quoting, This is the way. But today, I'm choosing to be uncharacteristically non-salty towards that multitude of miserable misanthropes. Yes, I completely agree with Eric there. There are some people that are very, let's say, uh, unhappy with the sequels and the prequels. I'm not sure why. Personally, for me, I love the entire series. Don't get me wrong, there are some films that are better than others, but overall, I think that the whole story that is told from 1 through 9 is a very, very good story overall, and I don't understand why some people are... Um, have those opinions although like i say everyone is entitled to their own opinions and all these sorts of things but i just love the franchise as a whole and as you can tell from that i think there is an overall favoritism towards the original trilogy i'm not sure if i could pick an overall favorite I would, I would say that if I absolutely had to, I think it would be the original trilogy, as it's what introduced me to the franchise. There's a lot of almost sentimental value to it, and like I say, this this friend, this original trilogy introduced me not only to the franchise, but science fiction as a whole as well, so I kind of owe a lot of who I am today, really, to the the franchises and the the films that kind of started my love of science fiction but uh, yeah i would say if i had to choose one it would be the original trilogy but i like each of them in their own right i also asked people what their favorite character was from the franchise as well so let's see what people had to say from that tyler said boba fett he's the best pamela said r2d2 jonathan said grand admiral thrawn or admiral akbar Crystal said, Kanan Jarrus, or Caleb Dune, from Star Wars Rebels. He's a true Jedi from his heart to his actions. Michael said, Darth Vader. As a child with a heart defect, 
I noticed that there was something wrong with him and they fixed him. I also like the redemption story. Eric said, Ray, she overcame her background to become a hero. Also Luke, the little farm boy that became a hero, and also Vader, who went rogue and bad and then became good again in the end. Those are my three. Michelle said, Chewbacca, he's a fierce protector and a loyal friend. We could all use someone like that. Alicia said, I'm going to go with Jin Erso. She was a strong female character who wouldn't give up. Belle said, Chewbacca, he's non-English, but more expressive than R2-D2. Eric said, from the movies, Dexter Jetsetter, aka Ernest Borgnine of a galaxy far, far away. Dude clearly had some stories worth telling. Too bad we'll likely never hear or see them. From the comics, either Crimson Jack and Jolie, Valance the Hunter, or Triple Zero. And from the novels, Thrawn, though Mara Jade is a close second. And finally, Rookworth said, Rex, or should we actually say DJ Rex now? Personally, for me, this completely depends on which trilogy or series I'm watching, but Obi-Wan, definitely from the prequel trilogy, is one of my absolute favourites, and I'm really looking forward to the Obi-Wan series, of course, as I've said on multiple occasions. From Rogue One, I absolutely love K2SO. I just love his snarkiness and his humour. I would say Han Solo, probably from the original trilogy, and maybe Poe Dameron in the sequel trilogy. And of course, as I've mentioned, I find the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn in the books absolutely fascinating, and I'd love to be able to find out more about that character. I'm looking forward to checking out the, the other book series and also seeing him in the upcoming Ahsoka series as well, hopefully as well. But in the TV series, it's hard to decide between Ahsoka and Mando. In the, in the parks, it's definitely going to be DJ Rex, but his original designation was RX24 when he was in Star Tours. So, uh, yeah, really like DJ Rex, and I'm looking forward to hopefully picking up a little DJ Rex figurine when we go to Florida later this year. Speaking of the parks, I can't wait for our next Florida trip. We last went to Florida in 2015, just following the birth of our son. He was only 10 weeks old at the time, and when we originally booked that holiday, we didn't even know that we are going to be having him at the time. Anyway... Since we were last there, of course, they've opened Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios in Florida and also in Disneyland in California. And I can't wait to be immersed into that land and go on the rides and eat the food and get my own replica lightsabers from the movies. I'm really looking forward to that. Like I said earlier, I have read some of the books and comics that are based around the planet of Batuu, so I'm ready to completely immerse myself in that experience. However, not so immersed that I could spend the amount of money that they're asking for for the Galactic Star Cruiser, although I have been living it through many, many people's YouTube videos, and I'm really enjoying those. It looks like a very immersive experience, However, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford that. Maybe if I win the lottery, I didn't win it this last week. I have won a few things recently, and I've, I think I've won two things in a row. And they say that things come in threes, and I haven't experienced the third yet, so still waiting on that one. Anyway, that's about it from me. I did ask the guys over at Diz His to share some of their thoughts and memory for, memories from the Star Wars franchise over the years. So, it's over to those guys. <laughs> This is this is review review. So D plus for this week, uh, you know, something a little bit different. It's the fourth, you know, May the fourth be with you. Uh, so we're gonna be talking kind of about our favorite Star Wars movie character, first favorite memories. And I just want to kind of want to share one of my memories first. Is my actually my first memory is actually getting into Star Wars, right? And I first 
you know, the, we had the original movies, like four, five, and six. I tried watching them. I wasn't really into it. I was probably like 13, you know, years old. And then Phantom Menace came out. And that's kind of what got me into Star Wars. And I actually went to go see it with Jen and her husband in the movie theater. Uh, so that's kind of like my memory. And I remember kind of watching it. I was like, oh, this is like really good. Like, I really liked it. And that's really what got me into Star Wars was watching Phantom Menace in the theater you know, I think we went like opening night and it was like crazy. You know, this was this was went back when opening night wasn't at 7 p.m. This was when, when it was like at 12 a.m., mm. you know, and uh, and that's that's what got me into Star Wars was once again, you know, Jen and her husband got me into Disney and they also got me into Star Wars, I guess. too. I was going to say, it sounds like yeah, we're pretty a, influential. In they your got life. you into yeah, cruises. That's true. Did. What's the next thing, that's Jen? True. Alani, if we can get him out there. Um, I'm like you, Joe. Episode one was my initial watch of Star Wars. I've seen the originals, but going to the theater and seeing it, you know, on the big screen. Episode one was the first. And like you, it got me into the series and starting to love the movie, all the movies. Well, me being the oldest one that was around during some of the initial releases for the very first time. Um, I don't remember seeing them in, I don't remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater though. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I know my husband did, but, um, we grew up on these movies. So to say that, you know, we have a good knowledge base of them and are pretty big fans. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Of course, that would be the reason why, you know, we're dragging Joe along at midnight to a premiere and in the 90s with late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. 99, yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. Man, I loved. Yeah, how about you, Chris? I loved going to that movie when I was 11. It was fun. <laughs> so my favorite Star Wars memory is probably my childhood. So since I was born in 95, I kind of got to grow up with the prequels. So I got to I, I really appreciated the prequels when I started. Uh, understanding you know what makes a good movie i started liking them a little less but i i still love them because um you know standing them up against the original series they're they're not as good but i still hold them like near and dear to my heart because that was my childhood so the very first star wars movie i ever saw in theaters was i was 10 i saw revenge of the sith and i remember you know who i went with my mom took us because it was pg-13 uh-huh. get in by ourselves we had like a, a you know lightsaber fights when we got home but just i i was so fortunate to grow up in that era because not only did i get to experience the movies but also lego star wars yeah uh, the video games the um I had these little things called Star Wars attack ticks and and yes. knows what those are. I had those a bunch cool. of those. Yep. And then lastly, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one on uh-huh. PS2. Me and my friends used to play that all the time. So just being able to grow up with this such fun um, you know, Star Wars games and toys and stuff like that was just really fun. So obviously that's Disney's goal is to go ahead and kind of grab these new generations to have lifelong fans, right? So probably here, I think you know, they're probably going to make I think they are going to make new Star Wars movies and going to grab a whole new generation oh, of yeah. people. And then, then what's going to happen? They're going to be like, oh, I mean, these movies are great. Let's watch the old ones. And of course, they're going to get all into it. I think these, I heard that the new generation of like Star Wars movie movies are not going to have anything to do with the old, like, you know, plot, right? No, there are some times. Did you not see the Obi-Wan trailer that released today? Well, I mean, that's not, that's, that's not, not I new. think that's still part of the old stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to make me making a totally new Star Wars movies. Like a new series, like, like a new trilogy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, probably. And you know what's interesting? Because I was at work today at school, and they had May 4th be with you. And, uh, you know, kids are wearing every, – almost every kid is wearing their Star Wars shirt, which, you know, go back 15 years ago, you know, no one would predict that every kid in school – will be rocking some kind of Star Wars shirt. If it's That's not right. Baby Yoda, if it's not Boba Fett, it's some kind of Star Wars yeah. you know, shirt. And 15 years ago, no one would predict that. So going back even, I mean, you can go even further than that because, you know, in in my childhood, you know, that was kind of one of those things that was almost underground. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you definitely yeah. were not, you know, broadcasting that by wearing those shirts to school, you know, in the uh, early to mid nineties. So now that it's so mainstream, that's, it's really cool actually that it's so mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to comment on that saying how cool it is that now it's like, it's cool to wear star Wars stuff and it's, Mm. you know, it'll compliment you on your shirts when you wear star Wars stuff. Now you want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jen, and Chris, just visit dizhiz.com and listen to dizhiz and all podcast platforms. Thank you very much as always, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms, including the new Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash dizhiz. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the usual weekly movie club each week, you can do so in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course over on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. And if you want to leave me your audio comment on the move, you can do so on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week, of course, as I mentioned earlier, it is my daughter's birthday, so I will be taking the weekend off as we have lots of family plans. So this next week's movie club will actually run over two weeks. And for that, we'll actually be returning to our MCU series for the first Doctor Strange film, which is tied in quite quite nicely with the release of the latest one, so I'm looking forward to being able to go back and revisit that. Until then, though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.